The FT. Iraqi government forces have recovered near full control of the Baiji oil refinery north of Baghdad, and this is being claimed as a milestone in the battle against the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, known as ISIS. On the line with me is Bozu Daragahi, our Middle East correspondent, to discuss the development. Hi, Bozu. How important is this victory for the Iraqi forces? Well, I think it's significant. It's actually the second example of Iraqi forces taking back territory from ISIS. You had just a few weeks ago Iraqi forces backed by Shia militias taking control of the town of Jorf al-Sakhr, which is just south of Baghdad. But this location is not near Baghdad, is not in the sort of Shia-dominated south of the country. It's in a very heavily Sunni area very much in the northwest of the country, away from the Baghdad government's center of control and support. And so it proves that they have the capability to retake territory. This has been a grueling battle. There's been a residual force of Iraqi soldiers at this refinery, inside of it, for months since the uh, takeover by ISIS of Mosul and parts of northwest Iraq in June. However, they've been cut off. They've been uh, fighting ferocious battles against ISIS. And you had a situation where the Iraqi forces were able to not only take full control of this refinery and the surrounding area, but to actually get a TV camera up there and take footage of themselves waving the Iraqi flag. What about developments elsewhere in Iraq? The ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was reported to have been injured or maybe even killed last week in a US airstrike, although he has subsequently re-emerged in an audio recording. Where was that strike and was that also in the northwest? Yeah, this airstrike was also in the northwest of Iraq. You know, it appears that if he was uh, wounded, it wasn't enough to prevent him from making a speech. He gave a thundering speech condemning Arab countries who are allied with the U.S. against ISIS, as well as calling upon potential recruits all over the world, really, to activate cells and wreak damage on ISIS's enemies. So this was a, a real uh, media blitz over the last few days. You also had the unfortunate release of this video showing the beheading of uh, Peter Kessig, a U.S. Uh, aid worker who was volunteering to help out Syrian people. And you also had in the same video the beheadings of uh, 16 alleged Syrian regime soldiers and pilots. Really gruesome stuff, a real media splash, but one that appears to be aimed at driving away attention from the battlefield losses that ISIS has been suffering and the stalemates that it is confronting in places like Kobani in Syria. So do you think this is a sign that ISIS is rattled? I do, actually. I think that there is an argument that maybe it's not, but I seriously believe that this is a sign that ISIS is a little bit worried. They're good at taking quick control of territory when people don't expect it in these sort of lightning attacks, but they've not proven very adept at holding on to territory, especially in far-flung places outside of their Syrian stronghold. And so this shows some weakness. And, you know, as a result, you have flashy announcements last week, like the launching of a new currency. We'll see if they're able to actually follow through on that. But this is the kind of thing that creates a lot of buzz, creates a lot of attention and diverts from their bad news on the battleground. How are ISIS financing themselves? ISIS is financing itself with a mixture of various extortion rackets, 
inside the areas where it controls. They tax people. They uh, impose fees on various services that they're providing in these areas. But most of the money that they get comes from the oil products, petroleum products. They control several oil fields in uh, Iraq and Syria, and they take the crude out and either refine it at makeshift bootleg uh, refineries and then uh, sell the petroleum products to people in their area or across the borders, or they take the crude and mix it in with the rest of the black market and gray market trade in Iraq and Syria and sell it to places where oil is rather expensive, especially Turkey. And we have a huge uh, attempt by Western powers and local governments to try to clamp down on this black market trade to prevent ISIS from being able to finance itself. So the loss of Baiji is significant in that sense. What about what's been happening in Syria? There are reports that Aleppo is very close to falling to the Syrian government, falling out of rebel hands. How would that affect ISIS? It's not exactly clear how it would affect ISIS. None of the groups that are right now fighting Bashar al-Assad in Aleppo include ISIS or ISIS sympathizers. So it's in a way a battle that's separate from ISIS. It could not be good news for them, though, because uh, if the rebels are kicked out of Aleppo and are not struggling to hold on to the city of Aleppo, they'll have more resources freed to fight against ISIS in rural Aleppo and Raqqa and other parts of northern Syria. In addition, the Syrian regime will have the flexibility to uh, attack ISIS if it wants to, because it won't be fighting in Aleppo anymore. Thank you very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.